السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام على إن الحمد لله حمدا يوافي نعمه ويكافئ مزيده اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الأخيار ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم وإياي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله تقوى الله الذي لا يقبل غيرها ولا يرحم إلا أهلها ولا يثيب إلا عليها وأحسنوا يرحمكم الله إن رحمة الله قريب من المحسنين All praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The wise creator, the generous benefactor, the all-knowing, the most wise and most merciful Glorious is his majesty subhanahu wa ta'ala we bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship save our Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one without partner, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And we bear witness that our noble and beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam is his final prophet and messenger and was the seal of prophethood upon whom was revealed the noble Qur'an. And that the Prophet Muhammad guided us to every good and warned us of every harm and left us on the clear, straight path that none veer from except that they bring upon themselves destruction. And we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from that. My beloved community, I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that being mindful of Allah is nothing less than having a heart that is alive. It is living the purpose of our existence and creation, which is to know our Lord and to believe in Him and to obey Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that in these days and months, we just ended the sacred month of Rajab, which is known as Rajabul Asab, Rajab, the, the, the month of divine outpourings. And we have now entered the month of Sha'ban, and we are quickly approaching the most blessed month of Ramadan a month in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens all the gates of paradise, a month in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala frees people from the fire, and a month of great openings and mercies and blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he gave us guidance that really helps us take advantage of these days and months. And that these reminders and the distinctions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places in these unique months is something that helps us live in the moment. 
something that really helps us realize just as the spring and the summer are different from the fall and the winter that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed for distinct manifestations to occur in those physical seasons, the same is true for the spiritual seasons. There are things that we can get in Ramadan that we cannot get outside of Ramadan. There are things that, that are available to us in Rajab that are very difficult to receive outside of Rajab. So the scholars, out of their mercy and wanting good for the ummah, they simplified many of these meanings for us. And we see the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam guiding us and teaching us how to take advantage of these special times. In a hadith narrated by Imam al-Nasai, which is Hassan, حدثني أسامة بن زيد قال قلت يا رسول الله لم أرك تصوم من شهر من الشهور ما تصوم من شعبان سيدنا أسامة ابن زيد said I said to the messenger of Allah O messenger of Allah I do not see you fasting more in any other month than you do in the month of شعبان this is obviously excluding the month of Ramadan Outside of the months of Ramadan, I see you fasting the most in the month of Sha'ban. So the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, ذَلِكَ شَهْرٌ يَغْفُلُ النَّاسُ عَنْهُ بَيْنَ رَجَبْ وَرَمَضَانِ This is a month that many people are neglectful of, and it is between Rajab and Ramadan. وَهُوَ شَهْرٌ تُرْفَعُ فِيهِ الْأَعْمَالُ إِلَىٰ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ And it is a month in which actions are lifted to the Lord of the Worlds. فَأُحِبُّ أَنْ يُرْفَعَ عَمَلِي وَأَنَا صَائِمٌ So I love for my actions to be lifted to Allah while I am fasting. So this shows the distinction of the month of Sha'ban and the virtue of the month of Sha'ban that there is a distinct presentation of our deeds to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we know that on Mondays and Thursdays the same occurs but there is something distinct about the month of Sha'ban leading into the month of Ramadan. Another beautiful hadith tells us about Laylat al-Nisf min Sha'ban, the 15th night of Sha'ban that Sayyidah Aisha radiyallahu anha wa ardaha, the mother of the believers, she noticed that the Prophet in the middle of the night he left the house. So she followed him and she found him in Al-Baqi'. She found him in the cemetery in Medina. Rafi'un ra'sahu ila as-sama' that his head was lifted to the heavens. And he said to her, إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ يَنْزِلُ لَيْلَةً نِصْفِ مِنْ شَعْبَانِ إِلَى السَّمَاءِ الدُّنْيَا That Allah, the glorious and majestic, He descends to the lowest heaven on the night, the 15th night of Sha'ban, the halfway point of Sha'ban. فَيَغْفِرُ لِأَكْثَرَ مِنْ عَدَدِ شَعَرِ غَنَمِ كَلْبِ And on that night He forgives a number that is greater than the number of hairs on the flocks of the tribe of Kelb. So this was a tribe that was famous for having many sheep and goats and so forth. So the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah forgives a number that is greater than the number of hairs on the flock of the tribe of Kelb. In other words, an abundant amount of forgiveness, that so many people are graced with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy and forgiveness on this night. And that hadith is narrated by Ahmed and Al-Bayhaqi and Ibn Majah radiallahu anhum. Scholars say that in the month of Sha'ban, we should 
avail ourselves and dedicate ourselves to sending salawat upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And there are many, many ahadith about the virtues of that. One of the ahadith narrated by Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As radiyallahu anhumah أنه سمع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول فإنه من صلى علي صلاة صلى الله عليه بها عشرة Whoever sends one blessing upon me Allah will send ten blessings upon that person And there are many other ahadith in this meaning that ten sins will be forgiven and ten good deeds will be given and that a person will be elevated ten degrees and the ulama, they say all actions are between acceptance and rejection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except for sending salawat upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Out of honoring his beloved, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts anyone who sends salawat upon him sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And when we're in a difficult situation, when we need blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we're seeking forgiveness from our Lord for our various mistakes, we should turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in istighfar and also in sending salawat upon the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. In another hadith narrated by Imam al-Tirmidhi and Ibn Hibban in his Sahih, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, nasi biya yawm al-qiyamati akhtharuhum salatan. The people with the most right to me on the day of resurrection are those who send the most blessings upon me, who send the most salawat upon him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the ulama, in commenting on this hadith, they say that those who have the most right to my intercession, to his shafa'a, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wasallam. This is on a day, the day of resurrection, when all of creation will seek to have a place with the Prophet ﷺ because of his rank with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because what Allah is going to give him of the intercession and the ability to intercede on behalf of other people, that even the prophets and messengers will compete in nearness to him in a beautiful way that is befitting their rank. But Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam, Jesus will say, I am the closest to you. There is no prophets between you and I that were sent. And Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam will say, I am your great grandfather. So I am close to you in that sense. That on that day, those who will be closest to him are those who send the most salawat upon him sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And we are in the month of Sha'ban and we are now currently on the blessed day of Friday and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said inna min afdali ayyamikum yawm al-jumu'ah the best of your days is the day of Jumu'ah fa'akthiru alayya min as-salati feeh so send abundant blessings upon me during that day in that day the day of Jumu'ah fa'inna salatakum ma'roodatun alayh for your blessings that you send upon me are presented to me. So then the Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, wa kayfa tu'radu salatuna alayk wa qad aramt? Qala yaquluna balit. How can you see how are our salawat presented to you after you have passed? Qala inna Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala harrama ala al-ardi ajsad al-anbiya'i sallallahu alayhim. 
He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that Allah, the Blessed and Exalted, has forbidden the earth from eating at the bodies of the Anbiya. Now, one of the things that we know, anyone who has even a fundamental degree of knowledge knows that the life of the grave is a different kind of life, but it is a life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indicating the extent of his care for his prophets and messengers alayhim salam we know that they are living in the life of the grave that even the physical element their bodies that were their physical vehicles and vessels in this world those are preserved for them to show us the perfection of their life to show us the extent of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala giving them the meaning of life even in the barzakh. And we are not people who are limited just to the material world. No, no, they're dead. You could say a person who's sleeping is not experiencing anything, but they could say, I was dreaming and I was living this totally different life in my dream. So we know that even though it does not necessarily appear that way to us, there is a life that they are living and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserves the prophets and messengers in their graves, alayhim salam In another hadith indicating the, the degree, the abundance, how many salawat should we send upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam? An Ubay ibn Ka'bin radiyallahu anhu qal, Qultu ya Rasulallah, inni ukthiru salata alayk. Said, O Messenger of Allah, I send abundant salawat upon you. And the commentators on this hadith, they say that uh, uh, embedded in that sentence is the question for, I want to increase. Is an embedded request, I want to send even more salawat upon you. So how many salawat should I dedicate to you? The portion of my awrad, the portion of my different prayers outside of the obligations, how much of that should be dedicated to sending salawat upon you? The Prophet said, whatever you wish. I said, should I do a quarter of my extra invocation sending salawat upon you? He said, whatever you wish. But if you increase, it's better for you. So then Sayyidina Ubayy ibn Ka'ab says, should I make half of my invocations sending salawat upon you? And the Prophet says, whatever you wish, but if you increase, it's better for you. Whatever you wish, whatever you want. The Prophet he's not making it an obligation upon him. He said, whatever you want. So he says, two-thirds, he went from a quarter to half to two-thirds. And the Prophet ﷺ said, whatever you want, but if you increase, it's better for you. So then Sayyidina Ubayy ibn Ka'b says, أَجْعَلُ لَكَ صَلَاتِي كُلَّهَا Should I make all of my extra invocations sending salawat upon you? Some people today, they might say, no, 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 that's too much. What did Rasulullah say? I don't, I'm not worried about what you think. I want to know what the Messenger of Allah ﷺ said. Did he approve it? Does it have his seal of approval? If it has his seal of approval, then why is anyone else speaking? So what did the Messenger of Allah say? He said, He said, If you do that, then your worries will be taken care of. Your worries will be taken care of and your sins will be forgiven. 
they will be expiated. The Prophet ﷺ affirmed that. And he said, and if you do that abundantly, this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to give you. And Al-Mullah Ali Qari, one of the great scholars, in commenting on this hadith, he said, إِذَن تُكْفَ هَمَّكْ أَيْ أَهَمَّكَ مِنْ أَمْرِ دِينِكَ وَدُنْيَاكَ That Allah will take care of your worries, the things that are important to you, related to your deen and your dunya. And in another narration, your dunya and your akhirah. Look at the comprehensiveness. It's not just a few things that you worry about, a few things that are important. All of the things that are important will be taken care of for you. Your deen and your dunya. That's because sending salawat upon him, it includes remembrance of Allah. What's the first thing that we say? Allahumma. Oh Allah, we are calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some scholars are of the opinion that Allahumma is Allah's supreme name. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. So we're remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَتَعْظِيمَ الرَّسُولِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ And we're having reverence for his messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم وَالْإِشْتِغَالِ بِآدَاءِ حَقِّهِ عَنْ آدَاءِ مَا قَاصِدِ نَفْسِهِ And that this is virtuous because you are spending that time fulfilling the rights of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and preferring his rights over your own. Over your own. وَإِيثَارِهِ بِالدُّعَاءِ عَلَى نَفْسِهِ And preferring him in dua over your own self. مَا أَعْظَمَهُ مِنْ خِلَالٍ جَلِيلَةِ الْأَخْطَارِ وَأَعْمَالٍ كَرِيمَةِ الْآثَارِ How significant are these, is this consideration and how noble is this action of preferring the Prophet ﷺ over your own self. Oh Allah, I want this, oh Allah... Send salawat upon the Prophet وسلم, and Allah will suffice you all of your worries and all of your concerns. So these are just some of the ahadith and there are volumes of books by the ulama of Islam dedicated to the virtues of sending salawat upon the Prophet And we'll end with this. Why is this so important? Because the Prophet وسلم, the Quran was revealed upon his heart. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا يَسَّرْنَاهُ بِلِسَانِكَ We made the Qur'an easy to recite by your tongue, O Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So as we approach the month of Ramadan, one of the ways that we prepare spiritually is sending salawat upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who received the Qur'an and whose character was the Qur'an. And when we do that, then in the month of Ramadan, our connection to the Qur'an and relationship with the Qur'an inshallah will be much deeper than it ever was before by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's generosity and grace Ya Akram al-Akrameen Wallahu yaqulu wa qawluhu al-haqqu al-mubeen Wa idha qur'i al-Qur'an fastami'u lahu wa ansitu la'allakum turhamoon Wa qala tabaraka wa ta'ala فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ النَّبِيُّ أَوْلَى بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ وَأَزْوَاجُهُ أُمَّهَاتُهُمْ 
وأولو الأرحام بعضهم أولى ببعض في كتاب الله من المؤمنين والمهاجرين إلا إلا أن تفعلوا إلى أوليائكم معروفا كان ذلك في الكتاب مسطورا وإذ أخذنا من النبيين ميثاقهم ومنك ومن نوح وإبراهيم وموسى وعيسى بن مريم وأخذنا منهم ميثاقا غليظا ليسأل الصادقين عن صدقهم وأعد للكافرين عذابا أليما Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has a stronger affinity to the believers than they do themselves and his wives are their mothers. As ordained by Allah, blood relatives are more entitled to inheritance than other believers and immigrants unless you want to show kindness to your close associates. This is decreed in the book. And remember when we took a covenant from the prophets as well as from you, O Prophet Muhammad, and from Nuh, Ibrahim, Musa, and Jesus, Isa, the son of Mary. We did take a solemn covenant from all of them so that he may question these men of truth about their delivery of the truth. And he has prepared a painful punishment for the disbelievers. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Azim wa nafa'na bima fihi min al-ayati wa dhikr al-hakim wa ajarana min khizzihi wa adhabihi al-alim. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولوالدين ولجميع المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم Seek Allah's forgiveness. Indeed, He is forgiving and merciful. إن الحمد لله حمدا يوافي نعمه ويكافي مزيده اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله وأكثر من الصلاة والسلام على البشير النذير السراج المنير سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم فإن الله أمركم بأمر بدأ فيه بنفسه وثنى بالملائكة المسبحة بقدسه وآيها بالمؤمنين تعميما فقال مخبرا وآمرا لهم تكريما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا المصطفى محمد وعلى الخليفة من بعده المختار وصاحبه وأنيسه في الغار مؤازر رسول الله في حالي الساعة والضيق خليفة رسول الله سيدنا أبي بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه وعلى من نشر العدل في الآفاق فاشتهر الذي رفع الله له القدر فيما أنزل على خير البشر حليف المحراب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه وعلى الناصح لله في السر والإعلان من استحيت منه ملائكة الرحمن 
محي الليالي بتلاوة القرآن ذي النورين أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه وعلى أخ النبي المصطفى وابن عمه ووليه وباب مدينة علمه إمام أهل المشارق والمغارب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه وعلى الحسن والحسين سيدي شباب أهل الجنة في الجنة وريحانتي نبيك بنص السنة وعلى أمهما الحوراء فاطمة البتول الزهراء وعلى خديجة الكبرى وعائشة الرضا وأمهات المؤمنين وعلى الحمزة والعباس وسائر أهل بيت نبيك الذي الذي طهرتهم من الدنس والأرجاس وعلى أهل بدر وأهل أحد وأهل بيعة الرضوان وعلى سائر الصحب الأكرمين ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم بارك لنا في شعبان وبلغنا رمضان على أحسن حال يا أرحم الراحمين Oh Allah, we ask you in this virtuous month of Sha'ban that you grant us the tawfiq that you grant those that are beloved to you, Ya Akram al-Akramin, and that you remove all obstacles and all shackles that hold us back from obeying you and sending abundant salawat upon your beloved sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And we ask you, Ya Allah, to bless us and our families and our parents and our children and our communities and the entire ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this month of Sha'ban and that you allow us to reach Ramadan in the best of states, Ya Akram al-Akrameen, and that you make us of those who are the true people of Ramadan and the true people of Laylatul Qadr, Ya Akram al-Akrameen wa Ya Arham al-Rahimeen. Ibad Allah, inna Allah amara bi thalathin wa naha an thalath. Inna Allah ya'muru bil adli wal ihsani wa ita'i dhil qurbam. وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولذكر الله أكبر